Chedish Shvat. They gave me yesterday to say, Kedish Chedish. Of course, I had to do something to get on people's nerves. I said, Rosh Chedish Shvat. So we had fun. Is it Shvat or Shvat? Where were you? Not here. No, no, no. That what? He told me to say Shvat. Shvat. This is technically the correct way to say it because whenever you, there are many words that have a patach. So at the end of a pasuk or by a by a snachta they become a commas like Mitzrayim and Mitzrayim, Kenan and Kenon, and Shvat and Shvat is the same thing. So. When you say Rashidish Shvat, are you pausing? If Rashidish is Rashidish Shvat Yihye, then it's Rashidish Shvat. But if Rashidish Shvat, pause. Yihye dot nazei nazei. So it's enough to mean a bunch of the words. Are you saying two things or are you saying one thing? Are you declaring when Rashidish is or are you first of all declaring that there's Rashidish? And then you're saying it's on this and this day. So if it's two separate in Yonim, you're announcing Rashidish, Rashidish Shvat. Tzavos where he says that this is the koyach that we should be able to translate Tere into other languages, Bechlau, and that the Indian is to be mevadir. Everything that he does in this world that involves the Gashmis elevates the world. So when you, so when you speak Tere in a foreign language, so metadecha detein from Yerida, a metadeshein detein from Aliyah, there's a sikha from the Rebbe, based on a Lashen of the Rebbe in Tanya. The Rebbe says in Tanya, now, you would have thought that the Balshem to say the Loshen Yiddish because that was the Safa Amadabaris. But the implication is that Api Svara, the Balshem should have said Tayyid in Loshen Akedish, in the Loshen of Torah. And the Rebbe says the reason he spoke Loshen Yiddish is because Yiddish is called the Yiddish Golus Sprach, the Sikhan Chelekvava Purim Sikhan, which the Rebbe mentions this idea also. It's the language of the Jewish people in Golos, like Old French, like Ladino, and like Yiddish. The Europeans spoke Yiddish. These are languages of the Jewish people that come from Laz. They come from foreign languages, but it became a Jewish dialect. And it separated Jews from Lahavdul, the Goyim. They lived amongst throughout the ages. I'm sure you've heard this, that the Rebbe Tzachayim Mushke, the Rebbe Tzachayim Mushke, the Rebbe Tzachayim Mushke was very into the idea of Yiddish. And she used to say... Now there's a, Dr. Feldman's oldest daughter was by the Rebbe's mamish a few days before she passed away. I think she became a color. And Dr. Feldman, the Rebbe said to her or to her father to tell her, your kids are going to grow up and you'll talk to them in Yiddish. They didn't have children for many, many years, many years. And they lived on those words from the Rebbe's now they have Baruch children, that your children will grow up and you'll speak to them in Yiddish. Dr. Feldman's house was not a house of Yiddish, but his daughter, the Shliach, they speak in Yiddish. And the reason that Everton gave, this is what I heard, for why Yiddish is Azach, is because <clears throat> because it's, it's, a, it's Jewish currency. Any place in the world a Jew goes, if he speaks Yiddish, he's not a stranger. Chabash Nitzel Kamapam and the said that Rabbi Fuchs, Hirschel Fuchs told me, and this is a story that I should have written down, and I didn't. He was from the Bachrim who ran away from the Nazis 
uh, through Sugihara's help in Vilna. And he ended up, the, the Bakhri Machatchila ended up on the mainland of Japan, in a place called Kogi, Japan. In 41, this was this was the beginning of 40, Mistana, yeah, the beginning of 40, 39, 40. They were there till the end of 41, when America attacked Japan, when America attacked, when Japan attacked America, December 7th, 1941, so they became enemies with the West. Uh, the Japanese were fighting a war in the Far East, they didn't care about Europe, and they were didn't trust the the Yidin who were living on the mainland and they sh- the mainland they were living on the islands of Japan which is the mainland and they shipped them off to the islands which is the mainland of Shanghai China that's the story mainland and island is a subjective thing in this case so he said that while they were in Kobe it was a Friday night he was walking and a man driving a fancy car rolls down his window and says to him Basmachta Yid and uh, he talked to him and he offered him a ride in other words he didn't even have a chab a sense Shabbos Tominitz for him he was a person who had grown up for him anyway he says I can't travel with you but I'll be happy to visit you he took his address I went to see him if I prayed with him there was a son and a daughter and he heard his whole mice he told me that I don't remember about how he ended up in China this Yid was very makar he was not a poor man and the, this Rabbi Fuchs started living with his son and with his daughter and they eventually moved to Israel and they both had from homes. They both had from home because a Yid in Japan spoke Yiddish. Yiddish, the language, Mergona, the Sofa. So the Rebbe was very interesting with the Sofas Yiddish. But Sfas Yiddish is not Lashna Kedish, it's Sfas Laz. It's a Goyish language which evolved into a Jewish language and it distinguishes us from Goyim. And it's part of the Lashinu with Lashinim. Part of not changing our languages is not just talking Lashna Kedish. But talking our own dialect of whatever it is that the people around us are speaking, including Yiddish and Ladino and Old French and and uh, and so on and so forth. In any case, so Meishadav so the Rebbe says we the Hashem have spoken Yiddish because this was a step towards the beater of all seventy languages. It's like a mamutza. It's in between Lashon Hakodesh, Lashon Teirah, which which is Asiyah to Behem Nivrish Mango Oretz and Nitnu Hateira and so on. And the languages of the other nations, the Shivim Lashon, the seventy languages, the Torah sees them. And uh, so Meishar Rabbeinu tomorrow, and a couple of days ago, was Metargim the Torah into seventy languages, and he gave a koyach that Yidden should be able to learn Torah and Metargim Torah into other languages, not only to bring the Torah to Yidden who would not have access to it otherwise because they don't understand Lashon Hakodesh or don't even understand Yiddish, but also to elevate the world. Anyway, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow's Shchedish. Let's have tests. Erevish Chedish Erevish Chedish Shvat There's no moon Right? There's no moon Because of the clouds But there's no moon Because the moon Is invisible You cannot see it Because of the Moilad Grada One of my They showed last night They announced That the Moilad Was yesterday Last night You paid attention To the Moilad 8 o'clock Once a Shabbos Is the Moilad Which is very interesting um, So uh, I guess If you're living In Etisrael And you happen To have a clear day You should be able To see the moon Even though the Chedish Is tomorrow but there is the idea of in Ifkadatok, Yipokit Meshavachot, the moon disappears and it renews itself. And because it disappears completely, so when it renews itself, it's called born. It's a brand new moon. And this idea is connected to Yidin Bechlau and to women particularly, which is why Reish Chedesh is the Yomtev for women. Tomorrow's Reish Chedesh. And women have Fashidinim and Hogim that they do on Yomtev, mostly about things that they do not, don't do. And now today there's all kinds of Menhogim about the things that women do do on Reish Chedesh. The Rikid is Eshkedish is a day of renewal. And Eshkedish Shvat is a day of renewal that has to do with this Kashtas, with the Rebbe, with the Rabbeim, with the Rebbe, 
um, because of Yud Shvat and so forth and so on. And uh, we'll save that Amit Hashem for the next. We have plenty of time. We have time, man. Plenty of time. You know, we have time to fabricate about all these in Yonah.